You're listening to Tarazi Tuesdays with the Bible as Literature. Hi, this is Father Mark Bulos, and you are listening to Tarazi Tuesdays with the Bible as Literature podcast. This week, Father Paul continues his discussion of functionality and the meaning of words, revisiting the meaning of the biblical verb bara. I am happy to introduce Father Paul on the Bible as Literature podcast, Tarazi Tuesdays. For the Lord, Exodus 33, 5, 6, For the Lord had said to Moses, Say to the people of Israel, You are a stiff-necked people, if for a single moment I should go up among you, I would consume you. So now put off your ornaments from you, that I may know what to do with you. Therefore the people of Israel stripped themselves of their ornaments from Mount Horeb forward. In the Greek, you have kosmon, kosmon. But if you're hearing the Greek, you have to connect it with the first time that this word cosmos, whether you translate it ornaments, it doesn't matter. It's positive and here it is negative. The Septuagint translates tsoba, host, cosmos in this case. Otherwise, it translates the singular tsoba, tsoba. Here you have it in the plural. Three times Vinamis power according to its original meaning. In Genesis chapter 21 verses 22 and 32 and then 26, 26. But if you're reading or hearing only the Greek, you have cosmos and then Vinamis. There is no way you're going to connect them, which in this case Vinamis is translated as army in RSV, which is the translation of Thuba. But why does the original Hebrew has on purpose hosts notice the English also? We have to wait until we get to it. Theology, which is religious philosophy, could not stand that the so-called chaos was there next to God and solved the apparent dilemma from theology's perspective, of course. It made it so that God created first the chaos, and then cosmetized it. But for a scriptural mind, it's silly to say that God created tohu and bohu positively. Remember, we read two texts about it, so we have to be very careful in dealing with that. Thank God the scriptural authors were already dead when theology was conceived in Alexandria, the philosophical Rome of the times. The most logical way, according to the inner logics of scripture, bara is to be rendered as functionalize. In my book, I discussed the term in conjunction with its Arabic counterpart, the root bara that has the connotation of healing, empowering functionally, as in the healing of the hand of a man in Matthew 12. Then he said to the man, stretch out your hand, and the man stretched it out, and it was restored. Apokatestathi, 
okay, like the other. And here we have the origin of the famous apocatastasis, when at the end the whole world will be reformed and so on. I'm not saying that scripture speaks of that. It's theology that speaks of that. For me, what is interesting is the wording of scripture. So in scripture, if you like, apocatastasis happens in Genesis 1. It is then interesting to note, and it makes sense that it is so, that Bara pervades Isaiah 40 through 66, the so-called second Isaiah that is dedicated to the restoration of the scriptural Israel at the end of the Babylonian exile. By the same token, one can understand why the same book uses profusely tohu, reflecting the rubble of the destroyed Jerusalem and Judah. By the same token also, the delivering God makes fun of his enemies as well as their gods as being tohu, vain, empty, and thus non-functional, lacking power, against him and the people he is about to wrench out of their claws. Let's go for a few statements. In 40.17, Isaiah, all the nations are as nothing before him. They are accounted by him as tohu. In the same chapter, 40, verses 22-23, it is he who sits above the circle of the earth and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers who stretches out the heavens like a curtain and spread them like a tent to dwell in, who brings princes to naught and makes the ruler of the earth Tohu in 41.29, Behold, they are all a delusion, their works are nothing, their molten images are Tohu. In 44.9, All who make idols are Tohu, and the things they delight in do not profit, their witnesses neither see nor know that they may be put to shame. And an interesting text in 45.18, for thus says the Lord who created Bara, the heavens, he is God, who formed the earth and made Asa it, he established it. He did not create Bara, Tohu, he formed it to be inhabited. Okay, you have Bara, Asa, and then Bara says, he did not bara it tohu. He formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord and there is no other. Okay? And if you bring the text about the ornaments here, that you cosmetize it. And so, so we have here all these verbs. Bara, asa, and then also form. But again, the action of God does not bring about tohu. That's why to make a statement that first God created the chaos, and so it doesn't work in Scripture. 45.19 I did not speak in secret in a land of darkness. I did not say to the offspring of Jacob, Seek me, tohu. I, the Lord, speak the truth. I declare what is right. Here, Tohu is to note, is kenon, as in Paul. And I left for the end the famous passage 
45 verses 6 and 7 that they may know from the rising of the sun and from the west that there is none beside me I am the Lord and there is none else I form the light and create darkness form is yasar the light I create darkness I make asa peace and create evil it's very stunning both times create is controlling the negative now the solution is to follow my lead I make darkness functional not I bring it about like that and when I choose I can make the evil and here we are already in Leviticus and Deuteronomy if you do my will it will be blessing unto you if you don't do it it will be my curse unto you because the curse comes from God he is the first one who uses it in chapter 3 Okay, very important this duality I mean sometimes we say no God we have one God we don't have the God of evil and the God of good but in factuality we separate the good from evil in our ethics and that as I shall show is not allowed and here my last note in this conjunction since bara occurs in scripture only with God as subject this makes the case of 45.7 compelling remember bara is used only with God and in 45.7 he bara darkness and he bara evil whereas the two other verbs that are used in Genesis 1 and 2 are with the positive the three verbs of Genesis 1 and 2 chapters 1 and 2 occur with nouns also found in those chapters light darkness and evil what is definitely striking is that the verb bara eminently positive in theological circles as linked to the creativity of God is the only repeated verb and in both cases it introduces a negative outcome darkness and evil asa the other common verb in Genesis 1 is used once with the positive piece and the other time introducing all things the verb yasar or yatsar as from out of clay to form out of clay is the one used in Genesis 2 again this proves that the best understanding of para that it means make functional render something real bring something into reality in the original sense of realis which is the Latin adjective of res which is the matter we're talking about that you're telling me that this table is really a table meaning that does it function as a table because if it is there and you don't use it as a table well at one point I may tell you let's throw the legs and make out of it a door I call to our idiom in English is that for real we use it and everybody understands it without realizing you're using precisely 
the reflection of bara. That is, if you're called darkness, then act accordingly. Because that's my only way for me to figure whether it is darkness or not. But if something is in its essence, and this is where I abhor this essence in philosophy, you don't know. See how theology goes. God is light, and he was already light before the creation. That's a nice statement. doesn't mean anything. It's not functional. If you are called light, then enlighten, as in the case of the two luminaries, as I shall show you in Hebrew, the sound of the Hebrew. For those who know Hebrew, already they know that Meorot, Maor, the plural, is precisely the participle of the Hifail, of to enlighten. So it's not that illuminary illuminates. This is only for the Minnesotans. For an Arab, you don't need to say that. Remember my classic, you cannot be a retired teacher or a retired player. It doesn't function in the language. But then you told me, but in the Arabic newspaper it is used. I know! All I'm telling you, it sounds ridiculous in Hebrew and Arabic. Like the existing one in Arabic is al-ka'in or al-mawjud, like the existing al-wujud. And wujud in Arabic means the to be found. You cannot exist without me not being able to locate you. That's why God does not exist everywhere. He acts everywhere. But he exists on his throne as God. And he doesn't need of everywhere because the Psalms tell us he can send his angels and his winds. Okay? Hearers, I'm not saying that the podcast of Bulos and Benton is a reflection of my podcast because then I shall be responsible. All I'm saying to you, I'm not responsible. When you hear them, you hear them within their phraseology and terminology. That's very important. So technically, you have to hear everything as you should hear Scripture. It is the content of Scripture that is different. When you hear it correctly, it's not its sound that is different. Like someone who knows Hebrew would hear bara, and again bara, or asa, and again asa, or maor, and again meorot, you know. But it is its function in the text that is important. Your electronics are like the scriptural good and bad. <laughs> it depends on who is using <laughs> A computer in my hands is glorious. <laughs> in the user's hands, not so Except much. when two days ago you told me, damn electronics. The Bible as Literature is a production of the Ephesus School Network.